0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All
1: right, we are going straight to Fayetteville. Hunter check is addressing the media as he talks about the ongoing situation across the face of college athletics to be able to work together. Uh, to come to decisions that are in the best interest of not only our student athletes and our staffs on each of our 14 campuses, but again, uh, across our country. So with that, I will stop right there and see if there are any questions that I can answer. Bob? Oh. I'm just going to go ahead and get it out of the way, oh. right here. Uh, okay.
0: Um, Hunter, the SEC say they're suspending activities uh, at least until April 15th. The, what was your reaction to the NCAA canceling all the championship events going into, you know, late June.
1: I was disappointed um in how those um not necessarily that were the, these were the incorrect decisions, Bob, uh, but how those decisions were delivered. And I know we're working in a very imperfect um, environment right now in an unprecedented environment. Um, but one of the things I would have enjoyed having the opportunity, not enjoyed, but would have liked to have the opportunity to do was to um, discuss those decisions with our coaches and then with our student athletes and that they find out from the right means, uh, not through social media. And, and I don't have a, a great solution for how that could have been delivered better. But I know there's a better way to li- to deliver that message uh, than for me to find out when I landed back from Nashville yesterday and for my student athletes and our coaches to find out. So, again, I'm not saying it was the incorrect decision, um, especially for our winter sports. We had to make some decisions quickly in regards to the men's women's basketball tournaments, uh, gymnastics, swimming and diving, those uh, indoor track and field, those Championships that were imminent, but for our spring sports championships, those that are going to be held in late May and June, I don't think that was a decision that needed to be delivered yesterday.
2: Is there a scenario where baseball, the other spring sports, resume after April 15th? Where are you on that? And then spring football, um,
1: is it reasonable to expect that you can get all 15 practices in? Well, I don't think it's reasonable to – I'll start with the spring football issue that without some type of waiver or some type of provision uh, within our legislative body uh, that spring football can finish. um, Really, we have to be done based on our academic calendar uh, by the date, April 25th. So that's not going to happen. That will be one of the things we ask the NCAA as a conference for some legislative relief, whether that happens during the month of May or if there's some um, coaching that can take place during the summer that normally cannot happen in the sport of football as well as for soccer and volleyball or other fall sports that normally would be preparing for their fall season uh, this time of the year. As far as our spring sports and those championships, um, I think it's still uh, very much up in the air, any decisions on how to proceed. um, I will tell you, I think it will be extremely challenging for our student-athletes and our coaches after taking a month off to quickly start a season back up again. So you got to think just the timing of that. If we are able to start practicing again, sometime after April 15th, how many weeks of preparation you need to get ready to start a season again. It's gonna be a challenge. Um, So read into that what you will, but we've got a lot of challenges ahead of us, but that's still up in the air. Uh, the, the calendar the way it is, do you just tell us the all the spring sports are free to go since the campus there's no classes, it's all online? We have encouraged our student athletes and their families to make decisions that are in their best interest. Um, at this point, again, it's not about them being uh, student athletes here, it's about them personally. So. We've encouraged them, we'll send out a letter later today to the parents of our student athletes that they make the, the decision for them and their family that they believe is in the best interest of the, the student. Um, for some of our student athletes, in the be- their best interest may be to stay here uh, on campus, um, in a residence halls or in their own um, apartments that they have off campus. But we want really families to make that decision. I, I don't want that burden uh, to make that decision for them. We're at a point where our student athletes and their families need to make those decisions. Have you had any contact with uh, athletes at this point? And what is morale like for especially these seniors? They're struggling. Uh, Our student athletes uh, not only here at the University of Arkansas, but across the country are struggling, especially seniors. Um, You had some seniors that were prepared uh, to compete for Southeastern Conference Championships, some that had trained very hard to compete for national championships, and and that's been taken away from them. And so it's uh, roughly 24 hours. I'm not sure, as I walked around the Jones Center today, that it's sunk in for most of our student athletes yet, and that that realism uh, that uh, their careers, especially if you're a senior, um, may have come to an abrupt ending, and that is a case um, if you're in the sports of of basketball or swimming or gymnastics. may not be the case for our spring sports, but that's yet to be determined.
0: Hunter, I know that Mike Nabors talked about the meeting he had, one of the hardest with his team. I'm sure you've met with some of the coaches. How hard was it to talk about what's happening right now with those coaches, and what were those
1: coaches' reactions? I think our coaches, um, we had a coaches meeting today at at lunchtime. I think they're all very understanding. They're all in shock, but I think they're very understanding what we're going through um, as a country and and really as a world right now with the coronavirus. So I I think they're very... Um, understanding but obviously they're disappointed as well and they're disappointed for our student athletes and uh, because they know how hard they've pushed them, how hard our student athletes have trained um, and what this means to them uh, to not have the opportunity to continue to compete.
3: The NCAA has the uh, coronavirus advisory panel that they've cited a number of times in the last couple of days. Do you know how much the SEC's uh, decision making is, is being informed from that panel or are there other
1: sources that are being used? I would tell you, I believe Commissioner Sankey is using other sources. There's not been a great deal of communication, um, to my knowledge, between conference offices and the NCAA.
2: The NCAA also put out an advisory today about relief for student-athletes in terms of their scholarships for spring students. Uh, was, it, To your knowledge, is the advisory applicable already? Can those students who were on scholarship this spring
1: have another uh, season of eligibility granted. What do you know of, of that situation? I think it's something that's in discussion right now. I mean, there's a lot that goes into that, Tom. It's just not about gaining um, another year of eligibility uh, for your seniors. I mean, you've got juniors and sophomores and freshmen that have also um, lost potentially a season of eligibility. There's scholarship limit implications that go along with that. If you let your seniors go, come back and you've got fresh incoming freshmen, um, you will obviously go over your scholarship and roster limits for many sports. So it's just not as simple as saying everyone gets a year back. Uh, there's a lot more discussion in, in, uh, about the details that really before you can say that's going to happen.
0: Yeah, Hunter, so, so the coaches, like, can they have, like, if some baseball players, a couple guys want to meet with Dave Van Horn, are they allowed to do that? Or is it pretty much like no contact? Yeah. Or As of
1: 5 p.m. Monday, uh, all meetings have to cease as well. What,
0: what what are
1: your coaches going to do? What, what are you going to do for the, the <laughs> next few weeks? I'm going to get ready for, for the 2021 season uh, because we, we need to make that really special for our student-athletes. And so we, we're already in the preparation for our fall sports for next year from uh, marketing promotions Ticket sales standpoint and their strategic planning for that, so we'll spend a great deal of time on that. And we have a standing conference call as SEC athletic directors every 11 o'clock every morning um, for the next for the foreseeable future, because this has been a fluid situation. I think it will continue to be um, for the next several weeks. And uh, we have plenty to keep us busy. I will tell you, I will miss watching our student-athletes compete tremendously. Uh, that, that is something that is just icing on the cake for most of us in college athletics, and that will be something that will be a huge void in my life for the next several weeks, as it will be for most of us in this room. Yes, some athletes on track and field and uh, swimming, and I assume some others too with Olympic aspirations, do they get to work with their coaches under this situation? They, they do not. Um, Again, uh, right now what's more important um, is the health of everyone um, in our society. Uh, It's not about uh, athletic pursuits, and that may sound harsh, but I know that there's student-athletes, both current and and former, that have Olympic dreams, but I think that is a a situation that's fluid and ever-evolving. We had a student-athlete on our cross-country team that was set to fly to Australia on Sunday uh, for his Olympic trials with his country, and that's been canceled. So those are some things that I think are fluid as well.
0: Have you guys discussed you know, compensating stadium employees and hourly workers who won't get that income anymore?
1: Yes, we we are looking into that. I mean, obviously there's tremendous financial implications for us from a budgetary standpoint, and uh, we're not worried about necessarily the finances, but we are going to try to take care of as many people like that. Like our Landmark people have been very, very good to us and how hard they work, and I know they're dependent. Some of them is their primary source of income uh, for that revenue, and so we're going to work with Landmark to see how we can support them.
3: If you've addressed this, and I missed it, I apologize, but are we to assume the players are to be working out on their own? They can't get into the facilities until April
1: 15th? I'm not assuming that they're supposed to be working out on their own. I assume that there will be some that do work out on their own, but they will have no access to any athletic facilities other than the Jones Center, which houses our academic and nutrition center beginning at 5 o'clock today through April the 15th.
3: All the contracts for your coaches postseason has a, a big uh, uh, you know, part of bonuses and contract rollovers. How do you address that with some of these coaches who were going to be in the postseason had this not happened? Yeah,
1: well, I mean, specifically, I'll address Mike Neighbors. I think it was very evident to all of us that our uh, women's basketball team would receive a bid to the NCAA tournament, so Coach Neighbors and his staff that was eligible for bonuses, uh, we'll proceed with those, and then we'll address the others on a case-by-case basis.
0: What about... Those who have bought tickets, season tickets, specifically for those spring sports, um, have you guys thought about exactly what you're going to do with those fans who refunds or ticket exchanges? What does that look like?
1: We have uh, some information in place where we'll provide refunds um, through everything scheduled uh, through April the 15th at this point in time, and then we'll address after April the 15th, um, and that can be in the way of a full refund or either credits to future ticket purchases.
2: From a practical application, you have a changeover in the football coaching staff. How does this impact Sam Pittman and his football staff? In that, this team's never practiced for him and. Uh, you know, moving forward, how
1: tough is that for them? Well, I'll let you know September 5th how tough that was, Um, but obviously something that Coach Pittman and I had had discussions over the past 24 hours, and again, we'll apply for some legislative relief uh, to try to get our spring football practices in, um, whether it be during the month of May or June, Uh, but I think you'll find that the NCAA will, will provide some relief to most schools to make it equitable. Some have had a week or two of spring practice, some have had none. Some are completed with their spring practice and so um, that obviously puts us behind but that's not what's important right now Tom
0: yeah Hunter, I'm not smart enough to know any of this stuff but you know you guys may have to refund tickets I don't know how it works with you know you don't get money from TV contracts because you know your events aren't on the SEC network or ESPN or whatever do you guys have insurance in place to cover that or how, how does that work or what kind of financial hit could you guys be looking at we're take still
1: and- um, our CFO Clayton Hamilton's starting to run those numbers on what the financial implications could be. I mean, obviously there's going to be lost revenue um, as we refund uh, baseball and softball season tickets and single game tickets that have been purchased in advance. There'll also be some expense saving uh, on the side where we won't be chartering uh, to any away games for the foreseeable future. We won't be using hotel rooms. We won't be per diem and and money on food and things of that nature. So uh, there'll be some expense savings, but there's also going to be some losses in revenues that we're going to have to address. But uh, we've done a great job over the course of the last five years or so building up reserves. And that's what reserves are for, for I guess you call them a rainy day fund, and I'd say this is surely a rainy day.
3: There's a number of corporate offices around here that are closing or sending their, their employees home to work for the next few weeks. How do you address this with your employees in this building? as far as
1: The the, university is still open um, and will remain open uh, next week and we'll start handling that on a case-by-case basis. You know what I've asked our our head coaches and they put a significant number of hours is that uh, for the time being they remain local and accessible by phone Um, and I think you'll start to see some of our non-essential employees um, will allow them the opportunity to to work uh, from a a remote location from their house um, as possible. But right now uh, The university is still open. I I assume we will have some student athletes that remain on campus uh, before spring, uh, until spring break starts, uh, that we'll need to provide some some care for, as I talked about uh, from an academic standpoint, mental health and and nutrition.
0: Hunter, you said yesterday there's no manual for this. There's not, you don't get this, how to handle stuff like this in a grad class in sports management or whatever. So, what do you, personally, for you dealing with this, what do you draw upon to handle this and kind of lead? you know, your your
1: department, the coaches, the athletes and all that? I think what I've drawn upon is our senior staff and our head coaches, my colleagues from around the country, and just basic common sense, um, and really taking a step back and understanding that uh, as much as we want this to be about sports, that the, right now it's not about sports, and that's not what's important. It, it's about um, everybody in this room, our student athletes, our staff, and, and making sure that... Um, we we try to minimize the spread of the coronavirus as much as we can by eliminating uh, these large gaz- gatherings and things that we've been advised to do. You got another question, Bob? That's yeah, shocking. Yeah, you, you,
0: you, you mentioned students will be able to get you know different like I was at mental health services and uh, academic services. You know, some of these kids have injuries; they're rehabbing. Is the training services available to them? Do you outsource that, or let's say, a kid's trying to get over, like Isaiah Joe, may still need some rehab, for instance. Like, what, what, how do you
1: guys handle that stuff? Now, the, the medical services will still be available to our student athletes if they have an injury that they're rehabbing. Uh, what they have been instructed to do is, is contact their athletic training for their sport um, and schedule an appointment for for their athletic training services. Our training rooms will not remain open, but they'll be um, by appointment only for our student athletes that are rehabbing from injuries. At your opening, I think you mentioned
2: academics and a few other, but what about the nutri- the food, the Jones, is that open too? During, that, that, that will be spring? open.
1: Yeah, that, that will be open. We'll have, we'll have limited hours and, and limited menus um, because, again, we're trying to protect the employees that are working in, in that industry. Um, but, but that will be open. So, again, we'll provide academic services, mental health professionals, um, the nutrition, dining facilities, as well as the medical piece.
3: When when you were asked about the the possibility of seasons resuming this spring, you said read into that what you will. In the discussions that you've had and maybe just the the knowledge that you have of athletics, do you think we've seen the, the last games played here for five or six
1: months? I think it will be really tough for student athletes to be away for a month and come back and really get geared back up. And you know, we, what you have to really start to think about is – From a student athlete perspective, as an administrator, is it best to try to piecemeal together a half of a season with no national championship? Or is it best, as we talked about before, to give each student athlete a year back and let them come back and have a full competitive and championship experience?
0: You talked about if the NCAA decides to give seniors, or at least seniors, maybe other kids, a year of eligibility. I mean, like I said, there's a roster component to that. There's also a financial component. Um, if they say, okay, it's okay to have 18 basketball players, you know, that's, I don't know, a, a lot of money. I know the SEC, you know, schools are pretty flush with money, but do you feel like you guys could financially handle that if that were the case?
1: I do believe we can financially handle that and we understand that, that that those implications could be there because if you increase your roster size and your scholarship size obviously there's a budget implication for that. The various building projects you have going on like with baseball and that does that change now with this I mean do they kind of get suspended with with what's going on? That would be a great question for you to ask the asset construction companies. I, I hope not. I hope they're still working on those projects, but um, you know those aren't univer- those are university projects. But there we have outside general contractors that are building those facilities. So I hope they would continue, but I think it's inevitable that there'll probably be an interruption um, in those projects as they protect the the welfare and health of their workers as well.
3: That was Hunter Yurchek from the University of Arkansas.